everyone for joining us for today's call, Pitfalls to Avoid When Implementing Your Records Management System. Sean Windle is one of our speakers today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. ERP Advisors Group advises mid to large size businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. Quentin DeWitt is also a speaker with us on today's call. Quentin has been in the information technology business for over 20 years. He has led teams as a director of IT, brought innovative products to market as a product manager, and led large teams as a director of technical support. Today, he provides leadership and guidance to our consulting team through a wide variety of technical knowledge, experience, and skills. He manages the EAG team on needs analysis, software selection, and implementation services for our fire department clients, including their RMS, scheduling, CAD, logistics, HR payroll, and line life safety. On today's call, Sean and Quentin will discuss the most common points of failure when implementing your new records management system and how to avoid them to ensure your implementation will be a success. I'll pass it on to Sean and Quentin. Okay, thank you, Juliet. Uh, we appreciate you all jumping on the call today. Um, as Juliet said, we're going to talk to issues specifically around the records management system that public safety agencies, whether it's fire, police, or other groups, um, implement to, to basically manage their processes and the data that they use to run their operations on a daily basis. And this is a very diverse area. So I'm excited to have Quentin on the phone, who is um, a consulting manager here at the ERP Advisors. Quentin does most of our work with um, specifically with, with fire departments as well as other departments, as I mentioned, we've worked with. Um, but Quentin has just a really great extensive knowledge and very practical experience on what it takes to really get a system that is uh, that we've gone through a whole selection process with, make sure it's the exact right fit, but then getting it implemented correctly. So Quentin, I'm going to ask you a few questions about kind of your experiences with implementations and would love to get your insights. That's great. Okay, perfect. So what do you think are kind of like the, the really key pitfalls that, that most uh, organizations, departments, what do they fall into? Like what are the things that they really run into that, uh, that really prevent them from having a successful implementation? Let's start there. Well, I would say probably the, the most major item is um, an improperly run selection process. If they haven't gone through the selection process, make sure they have a very firm understanding of what they're looking for in the industry, they will potentially select a tool that doesn't meet all of their needs, doesn't fit and uh, bridge the gaps that they're experiencing with their current system, which is a reason for replacing it in the first place. Um, so that's probably the, the major need. Um, there are several others, such as um, migrating information from your old system into the new, knowing what scope you have there, how far back you have to have, the detail level. And we're talking about records that are potentially um, protected, HIPAA regulated, um, or may need to be publicly um, accessible. So these are often very important. Um, another major factor is just change management. Anytime you're taking out this core system for a group like this, it is a huge change and really impacts um, the entire organization. 
from how they look up their information, the reports, um, you know, how many incidents were run of what type, uh, investigations. There are so many different parts and pieces to that that um, not having that information can, can lead to um, large problems. So change management is a big deal. Uh, data migration is a big deal. Having the right software is a very important factor, um, as well as there are many, many other parts to a successful implementation. But those are sort of the three major areas. Perfect. Okay, I want to drill down on two of those specifically, which is the change management risks, um, as well as kind of selecting new software, um, and a little bit more around kind of the software types <clears throat> that you see uh, public safety um, uh, departments going through. But let's talk about change management first. Okay. So when you think about an implementation um, for public safety, let's take fire, fire department. So you have a lot of users, um, a lot of linemen, you have a lot of EMS, you have a lot of, of firefighters that are changing software and you know they're very focused on, on, on outcomes uh, patient outcomes specifically on the EMS side of saving people's lives and you know stopping preventing fires and oh by the way we're going to give you new software. Um, so what are some successful strategies that you've seen for kind of managing that change with the software application itself or making it easier for those guys to do their job? Well definitely so there are a lot of factors obviously a um, making them aware as soon as possible in the process so um, don't keep them in the dark as far as as the overall operations of your um, department go. Make sure that they know the change is coming. Make sure you have a, um, a dedicated team that become your subject matter experts who know the new tool as well as the old tool inside and out. Um, these people will then in turn be the go-to individuals for um, the, the line of the operations people. Anyone who's had this process change for them in the field so that they always have a contact point. Then your next step is really to make sure you have a great and concise training program in place to properly relay all of that information in a concise, per your regulations, per your procedures way. Because every department, while similarly um, designed and structured as far as what you're doing, you know, you're putting out fires, you're handling emergencies, you're helping a patient with um, you know, whatever's coming up with them, you're handling an accident on the highway, um, whatever your department is focused on, um, it's different for every department. So your procedures, what, how you do it um, is very important to have put in place. And then you train the tool with those procedures as one um, for your, your operation side. So that's another change management. Thing. Another thing to think of is sometimes when you're changing tools, there's the change management side of the hardware platform or the technology that's involved with it. So you need to make sure that you have the devices that will be used in the field or at the office readily available when relaying the information to your operation. Um, that way they're training on the devices, they're training on the software, they have the right procedures, and it can make it much, much smoother when it's rolled out into the field for go live. I think that covers it in a, in a nutshell. I think that's great. <clears throat> that makes sense. And then one of the other points you said about um, avoiding pitfalls for an RMS implementation was making sure that you selected the, the correct and the best fit new software. Yeah. So unlike some of the other industries that are out there, um, it seems like public safety has a lot of different varieties of solution that make up an overall records management system, like for jails, for uh, some of the, the counties, 
Um, and, and cities and other municipalities we've worked with, there's the jail management system, but then even fire has different types of, of uh, patient care reporting. But why don't you talk generally about the different types of software solutions that make up an overall RMS, and what are some of the maybe a best-of-breed or all-in-one strategies that you guys follow to make sure that you get the right app? Okay. Well, there are, as Sean mentioned, there are a number of areas that are contained generally within a, a full RMS scope. And RMS is your record management system. So um, depending upon what you're using today, you may have in that records management system just your infers reporting, just uh, putting in incidents, entering incidents, and that's all you do in your records management system. Or the scope may expand to your um, EPCRs or PCRs, patient care reports, uh, medical reports when you're dealing with the patient. If you, uh, if your department handles that side, sometimes you do basic, sometimes you do advanced. Um, depends on the level you're working with there. So sometimes that's contained in your RMS system. Additional to that, you may have your training program and all your certifications and all your documentation for your SOPs or standard operating procedures in. Uh, in your RMS system. So training can be a factor there. You also have life safety. Your, your building department or your fire inspectors may be uh, integrated into your RMS system. So you're using it for scheduling inspections. Um, you're also potentially using it for pre-plan. You may have all of your pre-plan information integrated into your RMS. So there are a lot of different factors there. Um, and then rostering is a big one. Uh, scheduling and rostering of your different shifts, your crews, who's on what, when they're getting traded, vacation time, this all is very strategic to fire operations. And so having that in your RMS connected with all that other information is, is quite important. Um, and that's just kind of the, the top line level of digging into that. So when you're talking about a new RMS system, you have to really identify which areas you're going to contain within your RMS. Um, and just because you may have been operating with some of them currently in there and others in a separate application may not be a good reason to continue with that operation. You may want to consolidate that all into one tool. And there are even tools that do all of that scope. There are different um, platforms that they can work off. Some are more mobile-centric or software as a service, so they live in the cloud versus in your own servers on-site versus an on-site, on-prem solution that you have to have an internal IT team to manage. So um, the selection process can be very, very critical. And each one of those areas may have very specialized needs to be covered for rostering. Um, different schedules are, are very common. You might be doing a, a 4896 or a modified Kelly, or there, there's all sorts of different scheduling that can go into that with different vacation schemes, different seniority, um, when someone needs a trade or overtime, that all factors in. Making sure you have the right tool with the right features that can communicate to any other tools you have um, is very, very important, and that's all in the selection. Perfect. Okay, so there's a lot to really consider around what's the right software for sure, and if you don't get the right software up front, then you probably run into a lot of problems with the implementation. Absolutely. Got it. Okay, so then uh, one other area that you mentioned, too, is um, data migration. Mm -hmm. So um, why don't you talk to some of the pitfalls that you've seen specifically with public safety departments as they've run into uh, data migration issues and how to avoid specific issues around data migration? Well, <laughs> in the fire industry, a lot of organizations are on older tools or even potentially on paper. So, and they are required to keep 
a very large amount of data available. Um, whether they're working on just the fire side or the EMS side, um, there are a lot of regulations that surround these. Some of it has to be public. They have to keep it for so long. And if they're in a, a current tool that doesn't have a good export feature um, or good reporting capabilities or a, a nice database setup, you can run into situations where it's very hard to extract that data into a usable format going forward. Um, so some of the pitfalls that have come up around this are not planning ahead of time, not understanding your current system, what you need to have ready, um, what level of detail you need to have. You may just need to keep the information and not have it accessible. You may need to have it very accessible with customized reporting down to a detail level on a per uh, field, like you know run times or on-scene times, all that information. So your organization's needs as far as reporting can be a big factor in data migration. Um, there's also changes in regulations, not so much on the NFIR side for the fire, but on the EPCR side with NIMSIS version 2 or version 3, a lot of that information isn't compatible. So if you're moving from an old system like a, a NIMSIS version 2 platform um, and trying to migrate that data into a new platform that's NIMSIS version 3, the fields don't line up. So you have to think with that ahead of time and understand you're going to be storing this in an external database or you're going to keep these reports in an online um, location so that they can be accessible, but they're not actually stored in the new, new product. So a lot of data migration considerations there, and it's always good to be thinking with that upfront, potentially even before you go to a new tool, because that selection process needs to include the data migration path. So I think that speaks about it in a general fashion, um, and there's a lot more to be found out if, if you're going down this road. Perfect. Okay. So then really at the at the end of the day, if there's one thing that you wish that every client that you've worked with around records management system, whether it be fire or police or other types of RMS for public safety, what's the one thing during the implementation that you wish they would have known beforehand They would have saved a lot of problems later? I would say how many resources that it will take internally to do it. It is not something that um, you can just hire someone to do outside of your organization. You can get a lot of help. We help organizations put these things in place. But there are a ton of internal resources that are required who know their job as a part of your organization that will, will need those resources to put it in place properly. And um, we know you're in their emergency <laughs> business. We know you're already, your plate is full. So. Planning ahead of time for those resources to be available for the implementation is probably my best piece of advice to organizations that are making this change. Because if you don't have those in place, you will fail. There will not be enough information. It will extend the implementation months and months and, and possibly even fail completely because the people that know the information and know how the organization runs are not available to put it in place. That's really good. Okay. Well, good. Um, I, I think that's a that's a good um, kind of a, a bulleted list, if you will, of some really key things to keep in mind on pitfalls to avoid when implementing an RMS. Um, you know, we've done this a lot as an organization. We've worked with many, many agencies and can help companies and um, departments and organizations to really avoid not just these issues, but other things that come up too, and would love the opportunity to do that. So we appreciate your time and listening to our, uh, our information today.
Sean, Quentin, thanks very much. I appreciate that. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for today's call. As Sean said, please let us know if we can answer any questions uh, that you might have. Our next call is August 14th, creating an omni-channel experience for your wholesale or manufacturing business. Um, if you'd like to join us for that, please head to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com, for more details and to register.